1: Wow, I could really use current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
2: Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with the National Cannabis Industry Association. I'd like to introduce my guest, Terry Miller with Key. Terry is the Regional Sales Director at Key. Who provides encrypted track, trace, and authentication technology? They protect products, brand identities, and brand values against counterfeiting, diversion, and gray market abuses through the use of their proprietary symbology and a closed loop process. Very cool. Can't wait to learn more about it. Welcome to the show, Terry.
0: Thank you. I'm very glad to be here.
2: Excellent. So let us start by getting to know you a bit. Uh, I like to ask my guests what your background is, your experience, what, what kind of professional work did you do before entering into the cannabis space?
0: Uh, yeah, I took the windy road as well. <laughs> I heard a lot of your uh, other guests speak and I kind of fall in the same line where I... Um, I started off doing a lot of kind of interesting things. I've been a volleyball referee. I taught ballroom <laughs> dance. Wow. Uh, I've worked pretty much all facets of the hospitality industry and then land, landed uh, firmly in sales and business development where I pretty much uh, stayed put ever since. Uh, and mostly in um, technology. So IT products and services and that sort of thing.
2: Excellent, great. Uh, Where are you based at at this time? Which state are you in?
0: I'm in Chicago. I'm in Illinois.
2: Oh, great. That's right. Excellent. Um, So did Cigna Key see the need in the cannabis industry because it was already providing uh, these kinds of technologies and saw the need to get involved? Or is there another reason that you ended up moving into this cannabis space?
0: Well, I've been the driving force in regards to getting us into the cannabis space. So, All right. uh, yeah, so we are a we're a track and trace technology and um, we've, you know, probably affected your life one way or another without you knowing it. Um, <laughs> Signikey has a lot of capabilities that really provide the most benefits to an end user. Um, generally, when products go out there and in the world. Um, if they fail or if there are issues, you know, you could hurt people. They could, you know, you could be killed or or maimed or, or worse. Um, (laughs) I don't know what's worse, but, um, I saw a need to, uh, kind of in this space with problems with marketing, with problems with regulation, um, I saw a need to kind of drag these benefits through to the end user. So I've been very much a driving force to get us into this space. Uh, so that's pretty much how we landed here. I learned, um, back in my IT and telecom broker days, I used to broker, uh, those types of products and, uh, we, uh, I learned, we learned the hard way that you can get in a lot of trouble for selling, uh, branded, uh, counterfeit. IT hardware. Uh, And this is the kind of thing that uh, works in your IT environment because it's the result of something called ghost shift counterfeiting. And Mm -hmm. that occurs when a uh, overseas manufacturer uh, works an unauthorized uh, shift and uses the same raw goods and pushes them out the back door. And then they end up at uh, with third party resellers like, one, like my company was. So from that point on, I just got really kind of fascinated in, um, in counterfeits and, and black market activity and like all the ways uh, your supply chain can leak, um, just about any product of value can be knocked off. So um, that's been my real passion into it um, and um, allowing these benefits to, to go through to the end user is, is really kind of my passion. In the state. right,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm seeing the application of this type of technology uh, as an example. We, we as an industry, are uh, still unraveling what happened with the vaping lung illness crisis. Um, eventually, it was found that these counterfeited products uh, were were being sold through the unregulated unlicensed market and that's mainly where these customers who were getting the illness uh, got their product from and because it wasn't regulated it had um, it had ingredients in there that were not good for humans to inhale <laughs> is is that the perfect example right there of why encrypted technology, to make sure that your product and your brand um, yeah
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely that is a, um, a, a chief thing that we combat and uh, the other applications we're working with um, you know there's there's lots of different kinds of counterfeiting as it turns out and there's uh, diversion and there's inversion and you know ghost shift counterfeiting and other things up labeling uh, and there's uh, a lot of ways your brand can get in some trouble because it's, it's very easy to copy. Um, you know, you can copy some packaging, um, you can print out QR codes, point them wherever you want, um, and uh, you can absolutely uh, take a chunk out of somebody's, um, you know, market share by doing that and, and put the public at, at risk. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, a very good example.
2: Great. Um, it- we're, we're we're navigating all this as an industry together for sure, and and we have to protect ourselves absolutely and and the customers. Um, so let's let's talk more about SigniKey, your technology, and and what your your day day to day role is like there.
0: Oh yeah, uh, it's it's lots it's loads of fun. Uh, I can tell you right now we're firmly planted in the egg space. We have two main projects going on. One will uh, one's in tobacco. Believe it or not, we're trying to uh, mitigate some smuggling going on, and uh, that's going to uh, be something like thirty million marks a week. Uh, so that's quite a quite a uh, a load. Uh, of work for some of the members of my company. Uh, the other thing is uh, cannabis and specifically hemp. So um, I had developed with my company um, a, uh, a a program we were calling Seed to Insight uh, for tracking of marijuana, uh, considering all of the issues that were happening in that space, specifically uh, when our lab partner alerted us to Uh, some more immediate uh, problems in hemp, in the hemp space. And what he wanted to do was um, geotag hemp samples on the farm so that we could, you know, uh, be able to find those sample plants again after test results and determine where these problems are in the field. So, you know, as you know, the the plant's response to, to stress is to produce some more THC, uh, and you know you can't really begin to tackle a problem until you know where it exists. So uh, we kind of went at that problem uh, last year. We got to uh, geotag hemp samples in at about forty Illinois farms with our technology and the use of a GPS locator. Um, we have a product called an e-seal, which is our technology, the uh, SignaKey symbology on a tamper-evident seal and uh, the tech would go, the, uh, the, the uh, sampling agent would go and, and follow the plan, pull the, uh, the sam- plant sample, drop it in a bag, and right where he stood would scan that signature key. And the act of decoding or scanning that gives us the, the user ID, the date, the time, and the geospatial location, which we've now worked into a map feature. So you can actually you know, look at Google Earth and, and see exactly where that, where that occurred. Um, so then we would seal up those bags, the sample bags, put them in a larger bag and then scan that larger, uh, bags seal, which is now a container, um, to the farm's address. So now we know, you know, this is the farm it came from, and then that can go through the post or it can get dropped off at the lab and the lab agent's responsibility would be to take it in, um, decode or actually inspect that, uh, tamper evidence seal to make sure it's intact. If it were intact, then they would scan it and take custody of it. So we're providing a secure chain of custody uh, with a date, time stamp, and a, and a location and a user. So there's lots of applications for this um, in cannabis. But again, this is like the more immediate problems we we're trying to solve. And <laughs> up until yesterday, um, you know, we had DEA certified labs in the mix. I guess we will again in a year, but we've got a little bit of a reprieve um, but, you know, we've, we want to maintain this chain of custody, um, all the way through to the lab and then, you know, have the, those labs who maybe don't specialize in cannabis, um, be able to follow a protocol in order to, um, you know, um, uh, make sure that that, that data is, um, accurate and that chain of custody is intact.
2: Yeah. Thanks for explaining that, that path there uh, with the technology. It's really amazing. I've I've said this before and I'll say it again, how this plant, this industry has uh, inspired and created so much technological innovation and it's just absolutely fascinating and I look forward to getting more into some of these topics with you after the commercial break. Um, which it is time to take right now. So we're going to take that quick commercial break, and then we will be right back to chat more with Terry from Signiki. Stay
1: tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
3: Doc Rob, the concierge for better living.
1: Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth
3: Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311 and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential
0: with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com.
3: The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit. Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events.
1: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been learning about encryption technology for the cannabis industry with Terry Miller from Cigna Key. And I think many of our listeners know about the USDA hemp regulations, being rolled out, and anyone who's in the hemp CBD business, which is less than 0.3% THC, they have very different regulations than the licensed, highly regulated, higher THC cannabis industry. So if you're working with these products, uh, these hemp and CBD products, you know there's consequences if your plants are found to have, or your products, THC levels beyond those allowed limitations, Uh, so let's get more into the challenges for hemp cultivators related to those rules and regulations.
0: Yeah, so there are dire consequences. You might have to, actually today, I wake up and I read about two hours of cannabis news every day in order to stay current, Um, so today even, there were um, reports of, uh, of, of some cultivators in Kentucky who lost product due to growing hot? So mm. that's sort of the the best case scenario, really, because you know if you retest and um, you kind of repeat that um, occurrence, then you know you can get into trouble with fines. Um, you could lose your license. You could you know be treated like a criminal, like a mm. marijuana grower when you didn't intend to do that. So um, what we really want to do is um, provide. Uh, those farmers some recourse so that should they have an area of their farm uh, grow hot and um, you know maybe some percentage of it has grown compliant uh, they could petition um, their state department of ag to harvest the compliant crop and then destroy the rest you know even if we don't get that far uh, this coming season. Uh, at least we can start producing this data that sh- that starts to um, you know light the way as to you know what are the conditions what are the circumstances under which we're getting this um, this you know hot crop um, you know we could ch- we could even um, you know with our technology we we have the the ability. To track it from the seed, from the seed producer, even if it's a problem with seed genetics, you know, hmm. we could get into that part of it as well, um, and then you know, start to collect that data. So it's it's really the data that's lacking in the space that's you know allowing all these regulations to occur uh, without you know just to sort of see how it all plays out. So since we're sort of building the ship as we sail in it, we want to be able to start providing that data and letting um, you know letting these farmers try and and preserve some of their, some of their, uh, their crop.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You're, they're putting all this investment and time, sweat, blood, tears into, into these crops and to have the whole thing thrown out because of a small number of plants that maybe went a little wild on, on the farm. Uh, Yeah, of course that, that this would be a, a way to, allow these farmers to not lose everything and and I think what you're saying is to also get to the root of the issue literally and (laughs) and and fix the problem before it spreads
0: yeah exactly we can't fix anything until we know where the problems are so Mm -hmm. you know that is what we do uh our technology in use in some other spaces like in the oem space um, typically products are direct part marked right off the line so they're essentially born you know and now they have the serialization and and they're able to um you know in the event of of a recall um they can find that bad lot and then you know just recall that one bad lot and not you know uh, you know years worth of uh you know produced products
2: right yeah got it uh, again great example of using technology tools in our supply chain to support our ultimate goals and always impressed with the booths i see on our expo conference floors and hopefully sign will join us on the expo floor in the future as well to show off the technology can you explain i know you kind of explained a little bit the full life cycle of how this technology works. You mentioned geotagging of plants and chain of custody and beyond. Can you go through that cycle again?
0: Yeah, so this is a direct part marking technology. It can be, you know, laser embossed on something. It can be printed on a package. Um, We can put it on a tamper evidence seal. And the idea is that, you know, each time it is scanned, we are creating a a block of data. So, every time it changes hands we've got a a a chain of custody um no i'm sorry uh, stop again okay all right i'm sorry yes yes sorry
2: um i guess the question is just you know take me through the process of how the technology works
0: yeah so the the user the the client um in this for this application, could be really any stakeholder in this in this business. It could be the seed producer, it could be the uh, cultivator, it could be uh, a brand or manufacturer, uh, and uh, or it could be a lab. Um, in this case, for this hemp uh, application, we are dealing with uh, those labs that also have sampling agencies attached to them, uh, since part of the the uh, solution is to send out some signi-key tamper-evident seals. Um, the sampling agencies are dealing with that part of it, uh, but as they go out and tag the plant um, and send off to the lab, the lab is going to be the receiver of that sample product, and they're going to be able to scan that and um, you know load the COAs for that sample plant. Uh, So in that case, or in the the case of hemp sampling, that's what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Obviously, what we'd like to do is get involved with some of the larger vertically integrated seed to sales and, you know, take it all the way through the process, you know, and get Mm. it into the marijuana space where it's so badly needed.
2: Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like particularly for hemp cultivation, where that 0.3% THC limitation is a big deal. um, That's, that's going to be their number one uh, data point that they're looking to monitor. It seems like.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we, we might find if we're just, if, if we continue to have these really high percentages of of farms that are, you know, producing, um, you know, percentage over that, then we can start to really address those issues.
2: Right, and you were saying with the geotagging, let's say you have an acre of hemp you can you can actually get down to, it's it's in this quadrant, or it's in this- We can squ- get
0: to that plant. We can, nice. you can go all the way to that plant. And cool. it has other, the geotagging has other applications as well, I mean, this product after you harvest it, you need to ship it. Mm-hmm. It has to go to an extractor or some somewhere. And what we don't like is when, you know, it gets pulled over in Idaho and quarantined. Uh, So, you know, the the, uh, application there, um, you know, we could actually have um, authorized law officers to be able to scan it and, you Mm -hmm. know, get the data that's relevant to them for compliance and, and then, you know, know what to do with it after that.
2: Sure, sure. So yeah, I guess if a big truck is rolling across the US with a bunch of hemp in it and gets pulled over, a police officer is not going to visually know the difference between high THC cannabis and low less than 0.3% hemp. They look exactly the same as exactly. Yeah, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it protects the person transporting. It gives the police officers the peace of mind, what's actually in the truck, and that it's legal to be um, transported, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Got it. And the uh, really cool thing about our technology that's different than your QR codes and some of the other technologies out there is that we have a scalable decode. So if you scan a QR code, anybody who scans it is going to get the same information. If you scan a sign key, it depends on what authorizations were set for you as Mm. to what information will be revealed. That gives us marketing applications. That gives uh, regulators and law enforcement um, just the the data that's relevant to them. But if you're a stakeholder, if you're the producer of that product or that brand, you can decode any information that you've bothered to, to trap. Got it.
2: Wow. Thank you for explaining that technology. It's really exciting to see where we're going with, with this industry. Uh, so we're going to take our last commercial break, and then we'll be right back to wrap up our chat with Terry Miller from Cigna Keys. Stay tuned.
1: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
0: Dazed and Infused.
3: Sweet Plant, Plant profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protis Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global dot Protis global. Find Plant Profits now at cannabisradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, chatting with Terry Miller from Signikey, learning about some really cool encryption technology that the cannabis industry can use, whether you're in the cultivation side or the manufacturing side as well. Uh, to protect what you're growing and the products you're making. So yeah, thanks again for bringing bringing that information to the show. Um, and your company is a member of NCIA, uh, so you're you're probably working with companies across the country and coming to NCIA events and meeting industry professionals from all over. Uh, what what
1: yeah, is? Indeed.
2: Yeah. What what is valuable to your company about being involved with an organization like NCIA that's also doing this advocacy work at the federal level and focus so much on education?
0: Uh, your podcasts, uh, I would have to say, are chief. Uh, for me, I need to know kind of what's going on in the industry, um, what everybody's uh, up to. Um, I really enjoy listening to them and uh, white you. papers and and some of the publications that you've put out. Uh, specifically, you know, there's a huge doc on cannabis packaging and labeling that I found extremely useful in putting this all together. So, um, you know, our seed to insight solution, it uh, came in very handy with that.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, our policy council is Uh, made up of people that are members of NCIA that wanted to take it to the next level, get really involved in our policy, and they've been producing these reports, which ultimately are intended to go on the desks of members of Congress and regulators and lawmakers with decision-making power. Uh, So we're, we're leading the conversation with these reports and we put out one, about safe vaping in response to the respiratory illness issue, uh, which I'm hoping is under control at this point now that uh, some bad products were found and removed and some people got some fines for being bad actors. Um, but consumer safety is important. It's not just about running your business and making money. It, you know, There's a holistic approach in this industry and I'd like to think uh, NCIA and, and our members, and our policy council, and our committees also are really committed to bringing the best information and the best recommendations for policy and business, but best practices as well. Um, so Now that you have been working a bit with these cannabis companies and hemp companies, um, you've got a little experience. I'm curious, we're doing a little retrospective and, and future thinking as NCIA's 10-year anniversary as an organization is this year in 2020. Yeah. It's pretty cool that we've had a dedicated cannabis industry association for 10 whole years. It's been a crazy few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the question, you know, where were you 10 years ago? Could you have ever predicted our industry would look like this right now? And then if you have any ideas about what the future may hold in the next 10 years to come, I know that's a that's a big twenty-year range of thoughts there, but I'm curious wow. what your thoughts are.
0: <laughs> oh, geez, hard to say. It's it's so <laughs> you know. I mean, had we you know recorded this yesterday, I, all of my responses would be, not all of my responses, but a lot of my this content would be different just due to mm. um, all the news that keeps dropping. Yeah. I I I see going forward because that's easier to uh, predict. Um, then remember, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, I think that going forward, you know, we'll see legalization, we're kind of going to have to, I mean, we're the, you know, we're the US of A, and we're already behind several other countries that are are way ahead of us in legalizing. And, you know, they're going to stake their claim and and be the leaders of this industry if we're not going to, you know, catch up quick, quick enough. But in order to do that, we have to have, we have to have data. We have to have data, and we have to have these regulations. And I think that if we get an overall attitude adjustment in regards to some of the regulations, and just start to really kind of see it as a lemons lemonade situation, and mm-hmm. really and go proactive about collecting this data and and trying to um, you know uh, produce it uh, or you know for research and for other things. Uh, we'll be able to you know, really be a, a sustainable industry going forward
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking to someone today about the global market uh, now kind of uh, Eclipsing the, the United States here just because we're still so slow on this state by state by state legalization model um, But you know, we'll, we'll we'll get there together as an industry and I do encourage NCIA members listening to get involved with our 10th annual Lobby Days this year. It's happening May 19th through 21st. For those of you that have been to Lobby Days before, you know how amazing it is to go and spend two days hauling ass around Washington, D.C., between the House and Senate buildings and having these questions about policy reform with people who have decision-making power and can co-sponsor bills that are already out. Um, Safe Banking Act, I'll mention real quickly, we know passed through the House last year and now sits in the Senate. Uh, This is great news. This is a standalone piece of cannabis legislation that's made it this far, super encouraging. So let's keep the momentum going, start making your plans to join us in Washington, D.C. May 19th through 21st. Register early. Our GR team does a lot of work behind the scenes, setting up meetings with various offices and putting teams together. So you're not alone. You and four, five, or six other NCIA members will be buddies for a couple days, and uh, you'll you'll be going around and really rubbing shoulders, not only with industry leaders but also having conversations with these congressional offices about our industry. It is an inspiring event, don't miss it. And of course our Cannabis Summit and Expo is coming back for the seventh year and we will be in San Francisco at the Moscone Center in June. So lots of opportunities to get involved in person with NCIA and in the meantime, thanks for listening to the podcast and reading the policy Council reports and the committee reports and all the other resources that are on our website, thecannabisindustry.org. Um, so I love them.
0: They're invaluable.
2: Appreciate that. And I look forward to seeing you, Terry, at some of these upcoming events as well. I'll see you um, at the
0: caucuses in Detroit and uh, Chicago. And uh, I'm going to try to, I would love to get out to some of the West Coast ones. Uh, you know, it's a Chicago, yeah. February. So. <laughs> i'd love to go where it's warm
2: oh yeah i'm feeling it it was so cold in boston <laughs> all right uh so where can people find out more about signakey
0: you can check us out at signakey.com and you can reach me in regards to uh cannabis projects uh at t t m t m i l at signakey.com Excellent. Thank you so much
2: for being on the show today and walking us through that, that really cool technology. And thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice.
1: Until next time. Thank you very much.